entrepreneur, international speaker, preacher, author, and business coach. Patrice is the co-founder and chief servant officer of both Nehemiah Project International Ministries and PG and Associates LLC, which he founded with his wife and best friend, Gina Saguet. Patrice specializes in helping families incorporate their faith into their business practices, ensuring that their businesses are able to exist beyond the third generation. And now, introducing Patrice Saguet. Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Committee Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saguet. I'm going to open with this little poem today. Second in it, force upon me can refuse it, then seek it, then choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give an account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. You know, my friend Willie Jolly made uh taught me this this little poem uh, years ago, and and it's it's from an unknown author uh that uh that really talked about the importance of time. And so today our podcast, we're gonna take a, um, we're gonna leverage my today's devotional. Uh, we're gonna title, You've Only Got a Minute. We're gonna talk about the importance of time and, and why you should block out distractions as you, that would hinder your ability to effectively use your time to advance God's purpose and plan for your life and business. Welcome to our podcast. and. Um, and if, if you do not get our devotionals, they're published and released every Monday. Uh, go to our, our website at nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. That will be the source of today's uh, podcast. I'm going to just be sharing with you from that particular devotional. We publish them on a weekly basis to entrepreneurs and individuals in the marketplace. If you are a paying member of our community, if you're not, you get them at least once a month. With that said, let's talk about managing time. You've only got a minute. Let's talk about the importance of blocking our distraction. Uh, our foundation of scripture on this particular discussion is, um, is, is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 4. And it says, when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. The prophet Elijah, in his attempt to help this widow, as we've been sharing the story. By the way, if you want to hear the podcast where we, where we begin this particular story, you can go to our archives and our old podcast, and you can kind of um, uh, he, listen to the other podcast that, that really gives the background of this particular passage. And so this widow who's bankrupt came to the prophet Elijah and, and uh, in a sense, told the prophet that her husband, who was also a prophet, uh, is dead, and uh, and unfortunately left her in debt, and because of the of the policy of the law at that time that suggested or that didn't suggest that stated that if you're unable to pay your debt, that will push you or your children into debt imprisonment, where you have to work it off. You become a slave, if you will, to the lender. The Bible says that a borrower is slave to the lender. And so the prophet Elijah did not pray for the widow, nor did he co collect an offering for her. But yet he taught her how to do business. He taught her how to essentially build an, an oil manufacturing distribution company. 
uh, essentially took her through a biblical entrepreneurship class or coached her through how to leverage the assets she had in order to change her situation and circumstance. I'm not sure what your situation currently, you might be in a situation where you're facing difficulties, you have may have had a rough 2020, as you consider 2021 in the, the weeks, months ahead, you want this year to be different than last year. You may have come into the year indebted uh, because you have to borrow last year to in order to sustain your circumstance and situation. And now you're believing God for repayment. You're wondering how am I gonna make sure that I'm able to, to, to take care of all this, this debt and get myself debt free. Well, this is what this podcast is about. Well, one of the things that the prophet Elijah uh, told the, the widow, he says, you know, go borrow. So he encouraged her to go borrow more because what he recognized is that what she had wasn't sufficient to be to help her to become debt free, and we've learned in our, old, in, our, in our last podcast that sometimes you may not have enough. Uh, when you get this, when you get to see you, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, brother. You may not have enough to change your situation, right? You may not have enough to change your circumstance. Your current assets may not be enough. You may have to get borrowed assets in order to change your situation. But the prophet Elijah did not just ask her to go borrow, but he also said this, when you come into your home, when you come into your office, block out all distraction, shut the door behind you and your son. You see the challenge when you, when you borrow money or assets to, to, to help yourself to become, to be, uh, to generate revenue or to change your financial situation, become debt free is that you really got to focus so that you can use the assets that you borrowed to, to generate a profit and pay back the debt. Time is not on your side. So you got to be focused. Many times people borrow, but they, they don't use what they've borrowed effectively. They borrow. They don't change their behavior. They borrow. They don't change how they operate. They borrow. They keep doing business as usual. You see, what you borrow will not change your situation and circumstance unless you change the way you operate, right? Many times our problem is not more money. It's not even money. Our problem is our efficiency, our effectiveness, is the way we operate, it's our mindset. So let's talk about how do you block out distractions to make sure that you're able to operate efficiently to pay back your debt. Now, among all the assets that God has blessed us with, the most valuable and most misused asset is time. All right, you can borrow everything, but you can't borrow time. And whatever you borrow, how you use time, which you, which you have in, in, uh, sufficiently, determines your ability to get out of debt. Now, the thing about time, no matter how much money you make, no matter how much you earn, no matter your financial situation, how much you have, we all have the same amount of time. We have 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, and 365 days a year, right? We all have the same amount of time. How we use our time depends on our attitude towards time our focus and our discipline, right? 
So because what makes the entrepreneur successful or unsuccessful is how they value and effectively use a thing called time. And the biggest enemy of our time is distractions. That's what the prophet Elijah said, block out all distractions. Shut the door behind you. What doors must you shut? What distraction must you block out of your life so that you can effectively use the assets that God has given you or that you borrowed in order to change your situation this year? You see, distraction comes in many forms. We live in a world surrounded by technology and information. We are bombarded with distraction, daily uh, daily distractions through multiple mediums such as internet, television, smartphones, tablets. We have people distractions. We have things distraction, right? People in our lives that draw us away from our primary focus, that distract us from our goals and objectives. We have things, right? Activities that are not in line with purpose, that doesn't add to our value to what we're doing, that distracts us. If you're an entrepreneur, and you want this year to be a better year than last year, you've got to <clears throat> eliminate or minimize your distraction. Because wherever we turn, someone is trying to distract us, right? You know, technology has brought a curse and a blessing. And by the way, sometimes these distractions, it's not like it's bad things or evil things. It's just things that do not add to the bottom line, things that do not fulfill our lives, things that do not advance us forward to the next level that do not move the dial. One of the major challenges that we face is, is, is our ability to remain focused. Focus from people that distract us, from things that distract us, right? And, and, and focus from information that distracts us. Our attention are drawn away and which and hinders our ability to carry out what God has called us to be, to become the phone rings. We get a text message. You know, somebody comes over without, uh, without scheduling an appointment, right? We're distracted, we're pulled away from the very things that we're called uh, to do. How do you keep yourself focused and undistracted? Now, so in 2 Kings chapter four, uh, the prophet Elijah recognizes that the, the things, the worst thing that could happen is that the widow does get capital, but then she's distracted. She doesn't shut the door. She still allows for the people and things and information that has kept her unproductive to still remain in her life. So he says, shut the door, right? He instructed her to get in, shut the door so that only her and her son, that's a symbol of being focused, right? Because without focus, you will not become financially free. Let me say it again. Without focus, you will not become financially free. Now, what has been distracting you from using your assets to generate revenue, from being, from living up to your full potential? What has been distracting you from your business being able to achieve the goals and objectives? that you still have to achieve. You see, distractions are obstacles of attention that draws you away from something of greater priority, right? Anything that draws you away, no matter how good it is, from the thing 
that has a highest priority that you must be about right now is a distraction, no matter how much it tastes, no matter how, how, well it, how, how, how well it tastes, no matter how well it feels, and no matter how good it looks. Because see, if the devil cannot stop you from going forward, he will distract you and keep you busy so that you will not have your full attention on the things that you must do. So the prophet Elijah advised the widow to shut the door behind her, right? Because if you don't shut the door, then those distractions will keep coming. Those people will keep coming. Those things will keep coming. Those, those information will keep coming. Those activities will keep coming. So make a list identify what people, things, and activities, and information that tend to distract you, right? What are they? Make a list so that you can minimize them or eliminate them so you can focus because you've only just got a minute. Well, before I continue, let me do some, a few commercials. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I want you to visit our website if you want more information about how we can come alongside you and help you to be able to uh, build your business, improve your, your business or start a new business, go to nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com, fill out a need assessment, or reach out to our office, and we can come alongside provide you with training uh, to help you with build a kingdom company with coaching, come alongside you and walk with you, uh, or access the capital, enable you to have access to financing from kingdom impact investors, or to be able to join our community so you can be a part of this community of entrepreneurs from Asia, from Africa, from Europe, from Latin America, and from North America. We also have a seminar coming up this, this week. Uh, it's a free seminar on uh, January the 21st. Uh, I'm sorry, January the, 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 not the 21st, January the, the 14th. Text me what time the seminar, what day the seminar is. I think it's the 14th or the 20th. Uh, send that to me. It's called the Developing a 12-Month Grow Plan. Oh, the 14th. All right. Thank you. Uh, the, the, on January the 14th is our seminar on helping you develop because in order for, to keep you focused, you've got to develop a growth plan so you can know exactly what activities that and what goals you need to be after. All right. Uh, it's, it's right there on the link. Register and join us for the, for the seminar. Now, let's get back to our 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 message here about the fact you've only just got a minute. So there are two types of distractions. There are those that stop you completely from pursuing your vision and those distractions that slows you down. And within those distractions, the things that the, the enemy might use are people, things, and activities, right, that are designed to stop you or designed to slow you down. The worst type among, among of distractions are things that, that slows you down and that are often unnoticeable, but are very effective, right? Going to the, the, the fraud, the fraud, the fraud, uh, the, the frog in the, in the warm water syndrome, right? Where before you know it, you're cooked up. While if it just hits you, right? If it was just hot, you'll jump out of the, out of the hot water. Right, and it just kind of eats you slowly, slowly. This is why you've got to make sure your dashboard in your business 
analyzes different aspects of your business from financial stewardship, from your stewardship of your people, leadership of them, from uh, operational efficiencies, right? Um, you, you know, assess different aspects of your business, have the different measurables, the different quantifiable measurements to make sure that you're being effective and efficient in all aspects of your business. You see, the devil doesn't have to stop you. All he has to do is to slow you down enough for you not to achieve your objectives. So the key to your success is focus, discipline, and perseverance. If you're going to win this year, if you're going to move the dial, you got to focus in, you got to be disciplined, and you got to persevere. You see, to focus means to concentrate all your attention and energies on the same thing, like a laser beam. You see, laser beams are effective because all of their energy is focused on a single function, right? If you can move the dial on, on one thing a day, one main thing a week, one grand thing a, a month, and one major thing a year, if you can move the dial, over time, you'll find yourself hitting momentum. Now, let's look at the cause of distractions. The primary source of distraction is our own human design curiosity. In other words, what keeps us distracted is what we do ourselves, right? We are the ones that yield or give way to distraction. I see my good friend, Eric. Eric from France, how are you? Happy New Year to you. Thank you, my friend. And uh, you're welcome on the, on the uh, teaching today. All right, Eric is an entrepreneur out of France. He's a biblical entrepreneur, as a matter of fact. All right, so, so let's look at this scripture. James chapter 1, verse 12 to 15. It says, blessed is a man who endures temptation. For when he's been approved, right, when he presses through distraction, doesn't give way in when he's approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. In other words, understand this. Distractions are like temptations. And many times there are temptations. Right, we know it's you're tempted to give in, you're tempted to do it. But if you stay the course, you'll be approved. Watch this, you'll receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised you because He loves you. So, in other words, the the, the victory you have in Christ Jesus, the, the fulfillment you need and desire is on the other side of focus. He said, Let no one say when he's tempted. I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. So God is not going to tempt you. He will allow it, but he's not the source of it. The devil will. All right? Never credit, never credit God for any distraction in your life. It's always the enemy. But we are each tempted when we are drawn away by what? Our own desires and enticements. In other words, the distractions in your life draws you away due to the fact that you are yourself giving into them because there's something in you that's desiring it. And then when desire has received, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. The ultimate purpose of distractions in your life is to kill you. It's a slow death is to kill you because the devil comes to steal kill and destroy. He's come to push you away out of purpose. And all he needs to do is to push you away by just a small, small variation, right? A small percentage, 1% off, 2% off. That's all he needs, right? And many times that's where he gets us. 
the truth is the things that then distract us are the things that for which we have an internal desire. So what has been distracting you? What's keeping you from achieving your business objectives? To overcome the distraction, you must go back to the source of those distractions, right? Go back to the source, right? Drill within, look on the inside of yourself. Why are you so, why do you so easily give into that? Why do you so easily give into that person, to that activity, or to that information, or to that thing? Now there are three sources of distractions. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. This is the way the enemy has been distracting us even since Adam and Eve were distracted in the God of Eden to draw themselves away and commit high treason against God. Every distraction is manifested through one of those sources. You see, the lust of the eye is manifested when you are drawn by something that appeals to your visual senses. Right, be careful. The things that appeal to you, it looks good. Right, you, look, you say, oh man, that looks good. And so you want it. The lust of the flesh is manifested when you are drawn by something that appeals to your physical senses. Right, it feels good and you want it. The lust, you see, to lust is to have an unhealthy desire for something. What are the things you have an unhealthy desire for? Meaning that you desire it beyond your ability to handle it wisely. You desire it in a way that puts, that this, that keeps you away from doing the things that you wanna do. You see, most things are not bad. It's just when we, when we are too giving into it, that's when it becomes bad. You see, weakness is strength pushed to the extreme. A good thing becomes a bad thing when we overconsume by it. I'm a political junkie. You know, I love to watch the news and I go from news to news. However, if it consumes me where I'm unable to focus nor unable to give my attention to things that are most important, such as my family, my God, right? The business, the ministry. In other words, if I put the news ahead of those things, my priorities are off, no matter how informative the news. You see, the eyes is the gate of the soul, right? The, the eyes, the gate of the soul. And, and the flesh is where your sin nature resides. So be careful. What things are you allowing, right, to draw your eyes? Because that's the gate to the soul. What things are you allowing to draw your flesh? When we have an unhealthy desire for anything that could, be ne that could negatively impact our souls or feed our sinful nature, we will always be distracted. So go back to your sin nature. Go back to your soul. Whenever we attempt to focus the devil, all he has to do is to bring the thing, the activity, the information, or the person near us and draw us away from whatever I focus on. In other words, he knows our weakness. He knows your vulnerability. He knows the thing. He knows the person or persons. He knows the activities. He knows the information that once he present before you, the lust of your eye, the lust of your flesh, immediately will give into it. So you've got to identify within your organization, within your life, what are things that you need to make sure that you block away because you're not strong enough to handle. You've tried, but see, because you've only just got a minute. The minute he, once he gets you distracted for just a minute, he got you. 
a minute becomes an hour, an hour becomes a day, a day becomes a week, a week becomes a month, a month becomes a year, and before you know it, you are pushed off course. Now, Mama said that the thing that he uses to entice us is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the third was a pride of life. You see, the pride of life is manifested when you are drawn to something that appeals to your perception of who you want to be. You see, pride says, I want, see, I want to be that, whatever that that is, right? It's an overprojection, right? You're trying to be who you're not. You're trying to present who you're not. Pride causes us to take on more than we can handle or take on the things that are beyond our ability. That's pride. My former pastor said this, pride is the human smokescreen. It, 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 it clouds our judgment. The truth is because pride creates, a, 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 I'm sorry, this is true because pride creates a perception of ourselves that is not real and convince us, convinces us to act according to that perception. You see, pride create an image of you that's not real, right? That's not real. So you behave that with your family. You behave that with your wife. You behave that with yourself. You behave that with your friends. You behave that with your business, right? The Bible tells us that pride comes before the fall. Therefore, whenever you we respond or act based on pride, we are sure to be distracted from our primary objective and fall. You cannot be distracted unless you allow yourself to be distracted, right? It goes back to you, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. What is it about you? Why are you so, what must you work on within you so you can focus on the boring things that propels you forward, which if you truly get healed, you will become more productive. The pride of life is manifested when we are drawn to something that appeals to our perception. What, what is your perception of yourself, right? What, what picture of yourself are you giving yourself? So again, those three things, the lust of the flesh, right? The things that feel good, the lust of the eye, the things that looks good, the pride of life, the things that make it feel important. What are the things, the activities, and the people, and the information that makes us feel good, that we must block from us? What are the things, the activity, the people, right? And the information that makes us um, uh, look good that we have to block away from us. What are things and what are the people? What are the activities and the information that makes us um, want to think we can do things that we are not to be pursuing, right? Uh, so you want to stay away from those things, right? That makes you feel good, makes you, makes you look good, and makes you think you are more than what you really are, right? Block yourself from those things. Right now, identify how am I going to block those things from my life, right? And some things you got to minimize. Some things you got to completely take away. Hey, if you're not sure what those things are, talk to a friend, talk to your team, talk to your coach, right? Meet with someone and say, hey, listen, I've been trying to reach these goals. I've been trying to achieve these things, but somehow I cannot, I'm not able to do it. Help me identify the things, the people, the information, and the activities that I need to stay away from or minimize that keeps me from moving my life forward. So how do you overcome these distractions? 
Identify those areas in your life that tend to distract you from your primary objective. Then ask the Lord to help you find ways to block the distraction. And he will faithfully grant you your request. Let me close with this story. My youngest brother is, is, uh, is our producer on this podcast. He'll tell you. I didn't grow up a very disciplined young man. As a matter of fact, I was very distracted growing up. Um, if it didn't have, if it wasn't fun, if it wasn't enticing, if it wasn't exhilarating, if it didn't, if it wasn't dynamic, if it, if it didn't, wasn't highly engaging, I, I, I didn't involve. I, I stayed away from things that were boring, lame, and, and those tend to be things that were productive. And I was all about fun. And that's how I was. I was a D average student, right? So I was distracted all my life. Only did the minimum to get by and was distracted. The lust of my flesh, the lust of my, the eye, the pride of life, that governed everything I did. And so at 19 years old, my family uh, had a financial crisis. Uh, my mother uh, faced, uh, there was civil unrest in my country of Cameroon. I was in the United States. And my family had a financial crisis. The, my source of financing got dried up. Mom was in trouble, right? And, and that woke me up. And I saw my siblings have to run away because there was a military coup. It, it just took us for a loop. And, and everything that I depended upon overnight was pulled from under me. It was the worst day or period of my life. But I recognized something during that time, that whatever was happening, I couldn't blame it for my current crisis because I had been privileged. I had money, I had love, I had influence and privilege to succeed in life but I had squandered it. I had totally um, squandered all the privilege and the opportunity that I had because of my inability not to be distracted. And I made a decision to do something about my life, to take my life from a negative column, from a pure being, purely being subsidized by my mother to where I can become financially free. And it took me years. First, I didn't have discipline. I wasn't a young man that, that was prone to be in focus. So I had to learn all of that. And, and year after year, I made progress. Year after year, thank God I met a woman who became my wife and partner, who came from a very disciplined environment, who had always been compliant. She see, she was the opposite of me. And so here's the key, by the way. If you're not yet married, make sure you're married right. right? So I married somebody who could compliment me. She came from a very boring, stable, right? Conservative, right? Low key, not a lot of, you know, noise, not a lot of glimpse, not a lot of, you know, a bling bling, not a lot of pumps and circumstances background. So she brought balance to my life. Right. And for a while there, I dragged her down with me because I was because my, my ways were so strong. But thank God she loved me unconditionally. And we worked together. We worked together. And along the way, I met Jesus Christ. And, and what I couldn't do in my flesh, 
Jesus gave me the grace to do it, right? So here's the thing. If you're trying to be focused to change your situation, your circumstance, you can't do it in your own, it's not by might nor by power, it's by your spirit. It's by his spirit, sorry. You see, you're going to need God's help because there are areas of your life, the things you'll be struggling with, there are people, there are information, there are things, and there are there are uh, uh, activities, right, or places that you say, Patrice, I've tried. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to this. I've made effort. I've tried to, 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 to not allow these things to distract me. Somehow I can't. I want to ask you this. Pray. Turn to Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, accept him. Turn to him because he helped me to get my life focused and to begin to love the boring stuff and to begin to focus in. And I became, if you talk to any member of my family, they would say the Patrice they knew and the one today are two different. The old Patrice died. And this one that you see and know is a whole new person, right? You might say, Patricia, I've been a Christian all my life and, and I've been a kingdom entrepreneur, but I, I still struggle. I'm, I, this year, COVID-19 found me in a situation where, where, where my, the drugs got pulled from under me. It's kind of like when you face a crisis, right? You know, I, I thought I was making progress, but COVID came and just wiped all my progress away. Press the reset button, right? Press the reset button. You can change your current circumstances with God's help, right? That's what happened to the widow. She was able to change her situation and circumstance because she blocked out all distractions. So I want you right now to turn it to the Lord and say, Lord, here are the people, here are the activities, here are the things. And here are the information that tend to keeps me from fulfilling your purpose and plan, that tend to distract me. I'm not strong enough to handle them. I tend to give in to them, right? And I'm going to turn over to you right now. And Father, I believe you're going to help me to be able to get beyond it and to change my life and my situation. Here's the thing. For me, it didn't happen overnight, right? It didn't happen overnight. I was distracted by food. I was distracted by women. I was distracted by television. I mean, I was anything that was enticed, that bling bling distracted me. Today, you know, my my children, you know, said that is so boring. He 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 watches the same thing, does the same things over and over again. All right now, I do have fun. Trust me, but but see, I had to first get rid of that guy that lived based on enticement and impulse that was reactive, right? So that this new God can be born. I'm not sure where you are, but this year can be the best year of your life because you've only just got a minute. And if you use that minute wisely, it will enable you to use, to use hours wisely. That will enable you to use days wisely, which will enable you to use weeks wisely. Then you can use months wisely. You can use years wisely. And before you know it, your life has changed, right? You may backslide a little bit, but keep trying, keep trying. Work with your coach, with your mentor, right? Have folks around you to counsel and advise you. Set some goals 
and begin to see yourself change. All right. You've only just got a minute. All right. You've only just got a minute. So with that, let me close with this and then I'll close us in prayer. Don't leave yet. I want to because I'm going to share some information with you. You've only just got a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Force upon you. Can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give an account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, I want to invite you to visit our website, nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn about our training program where we can, we can, you can be able to, we can work with you to help you enhance your existing company, build your new business, or particularly from a kingdom perspective. You can also there uh, learn about our coaching program where we can come alongside you and we can coach you to, to walk the thing we're just talking about now uh, to fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life in your business and, and kingdomize your company. You can also learn about our access, our access to capital where we can uh, work with you to connect with kingdom impact investors that can provide you a kingdom impact investment to grow your company. You can also there learn about our membership program where you can become a member of one of the fastest growing entrepreneurship communities in the world. We have members from Asia, Africa, Europe, Latin America, and North America, so that together we can transform the world. Also, don't forget this week, our upcoming seminar. Uh, and so you wanna make sure that you participate in our seminar where we can where you can learn about the, how to develop a 12 month growth strategy. Do you want this to be a growth year for you? Sign up for that seminar so that we might work with you to help you have a growth plan for this year. It's free. And there you can learn about all that we do as well. Also, for those who are donors, if you've given to Nima Project, I want to invite you. Uh, this Saturday, we have our, our uh, donor appreciation event. Uh, just email our office. If, you're not, if you have not gotten an invitation yet, we'll send it to you. It's a free event. It's a no-ask event. We just want to use that event to say thank you. And just thank you for uh, just, just your giving, your generosity as you help us uh, transform the world as we build kingdom businesses globally. Let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to wisely use your time to steward those talents that are under your care and to steward them in such a way that one day you can hear those wonderful words. Well done good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. He'll not make you rule over much. God bless you. Have a great day.